0: Hello, my name is Claire, and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting Podcast. This is the Accountancy Podcast where I answer accountancy-based questions. Now in this second series, we're going through getting paid and that's the entire process from you raising the sales invoice to your customers paying you and then you extracting that money from your business as your personal income. Now, at the moment, I'm focusing on the beginning part. So you raising your sales invoices. So we've gone through whether you actually need to raise them in the first place, what they need to include, and whether you can invoice in different currencies. So today I'm answering the question, what credit terms, if any, should you be giving to your clients? Now, as always, before I answer the question, I need to go through my two quick disclosures. So the first is I'm a UK-based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK-based businesses. And the second is that because I'm talking to myself, I'm going to have to generalise my advice and I'm going to have to simplify things as well sometimes just to keep these podcast episodes short. So if you would like more detail or you have any sort of further questions, what you can do is visit my website, which is loudandclearaccounting.co.uk. And from there, you can book in a paid session with myself and we'll go through those extra questions that you might have. So let's get on with answering the question. Should you give your clients credit terms? And if so, what ones? Well, there are sort of three things to consider. So the first thing is setting a credit term that you think your clients are actually going to make. The second is that you don't give such generous credit terms that you actually give your business cash flow issues. And the third thing is recognizing that some clients are going to ignore whatever credit terms you give them. So let's start with the beginning one. So it can be tempting to give your clients no credit terms at all. You raise an invoice, and that invoice is due today. Which in some ways is quite fair, because in most instances, maybe, especially if you're a service-based business, you've been working on that job for a couple of weeks, a couple of months maybe even. You've already agreed the price, the job's done, you've delivered the work, you want the payment. But the problem with that short credit terms, which in this case is no credit terms, is a lot of your clients aren't going to be able to meet that. It could be that they're just simply not at work that day or they don't have access to their bank account. You run the risk then of having a lot of overdue invoicing. And then you're putting yourself under the pressure to start chasing invoices and your clients may feel a little bit pestered into be paying quickly, especially if they're only going to be a day or two late anyway. Then the third is giving too long credit terms. I mean the default is 30 days. So if you don't put due dates on your invoices your clients are entitled to assume 30 days and that's what a lot of people will do. But it may be worth keeping in mind that some clients you know some clients may pay earlier others will literally sit on your invoice for and take advantage of your entire 30 days and there will always be a percentage that pay late. So if you've spent a whole month working on a project, just be aware you've then got to wait another month at least to get the money for it. And can your business cope with that kind of cash flow? If it can, you may want to shorten your credit days. So you may want to say, I'm going to give 14 on the assumption that some of my clients may take three weeks, so 21 days to pay, or maybe they might pay 30, but I want to get them all under that 30 days. So keep that in mind. So it's kind of you want due dates that are realistic, so you're not continually chasing, but due dates that work for your business and yourself in terms of cash flow. Now, the third thing I mentioned was the clients who will just ignore your due dates anyway. And this is normally if you're working with larger organisations. So it could be massive ones like councils or universities or sort of multinational businesses, if they've got an internal accounts department, it could be that their process is that they always pay invoices every Friday, or it could be always invoices at the end of every month. I've even had it where it will be a case of you need to get your invoice by the 10th of the month. If it's not in by the 10th, it won't get paid by the 30th of that month. So if you missed it, you got it in on the 15th, you would have to wait until the end of the following month to get paid. Now with these, because it's their process, they're kind of imposing their credit terms on you. And you won't have too much sort of movement to enforce your own shorter credit terms. So, that may be something to be bear in mind if you're working with larger organisations. You're not going to be able to get them to meet your credit terms. But for your bulk of your clients, if they're smaller, if you know that maybe even the owner themselves are going to be making payments, it's finding that sort of nice balance between not putting them under pressure and you having to go into chasing invoices immediately, and ban- and you know and not giving yourself. To- so long without money for work that your own sort of cash flow comes under sort of any kind of um, struggle with that. I suppose I should end this on sort of a little bit of a tip is within my business, I use GoCardless. So I have my clients sign up to GoCardless when they start to work with me. And what GoCardless does is when I raise an invoice to a client, it will automatically collect the payment on the due date. So the clients can pay me early, but I've got that as a backup for any clients who want to take advantage of the full credit terms. So you may, if you have lots of late payments, want to look at something like that. It could be that you end up start looking at deposits or even prepayment of work. So you can have a couple of things that work alongside your credit terms to ensure that you get paid and in a timely manner. So I hope that helped. In next week's episode, I'm just going to run through quickly late payment interest. So again, if you're having problems with late payments or you're worried about it and you're not able to charge deposits or have something like Go GoCardless in place, this may be something you want to consider. So I hope today helped. See you next week.